Hi, I'm Ramona Husaru, Education Manager for the USPTA, and you're listening to the PTM Podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode 19 of the PTM Podcast, powered by Racket Sports U. I'm your host, Chris Michalowski, a PTMer known as Coach Mick, broadcasting right here from warm and sunny Orlando, Florida. Well, I'm so glad, personally anyway, that I got out of architecture school after hearing about PTM. I mean, there's nothing like going to work knowing that I'm going to do something I love and I'm passionate about every day. Now, in the eyes of the, I'm not a tennis pro person and I work in the office all day, I would get the, uh, you are so lucky, what an easy job, just hitting balls all day kind of comments from people. But for those of you who are out there, you know as well as I do that it's a physical job and at the end of the day, or sometimes even in the middle, especially after spaghetti and meatball lunch, it's tough to stay on top of your game like any job which leads me into today's story. It's story time with Coach Mick. All right, so where I worked up north in northern Michigan, when I would go home and visit my parents down south a couple hours away, I'd always stop by the local club just to say hi or to meet with some fellow PTM students. And one day I walked in and this pro, a good friend of mine, definitely had a lunch full of carbs or a big lunch anyway. And I stood there watching him lean against the cart, almost on one leg, feeding balls and was just saying, good good almost on every ball even if it went straight into the net now to try to save his ego just in case he's listening he may have been thinking about performance goals and not outcome goals like they're working on top spin or something to this effect so if the ball went into the net it really didn't matter but i was guessing not and the reason is after five minutes he happened to turn around and see me standing there and when he did he just stood straight up and started feeding balls at a much faster pace and talking like the pro in episode 16, but not quite as overboard, like, nice job. All right, that's it. That's good spin. Yeah, a little bit higher. Let's see that finish. And I just looked at him and said, too late, busted, and he knew he was. Which leads me into today's quick tip. And now today's quick tip on the PTM podcast. All right. So today's quick tip is following some basic do's and don'ts will help you and the staff be more consistent and look more professional. So when I started teaching on my own, I had to write up policies for my staff. I came out of college as a director right out of PTM at a resort in Northern Michigan. It wasn't because I got that director's job because I was an amazing pro, but I think it had a lot of help from my PTM director and they really didn't have a program yet anyway. So it was just an amenity. So I couldn't screw it up that badly, right? Now I still had to come up with a whole set of programs and policies and processes and how things need to be done. What did I do? Well, if you listen to episode three, I copied a bunch of things from my PTM program, camps and internships I worked at. I called other pros and I had some of my own stuff as well. And to be honest, I wasn't great at that time initially at developing a teaching philosophy and I wish I would have been. And my focus was just on creating a program. Now, I was still a Greenhorn director and pro, but I did want the staff to be professional. And I would worry about the other stuff later. So I took our do's and don'ts for the tennis professional that we had in our PTM program and applied this to our program. And I want to go over these with you today. And they will be in the show notes as well. So remember that these are basic, but I think they still stand true to this day. If you were taking this in a certification course, it would definitely be more complex. But this should be a great start. All right. So we're going to start with the do's of the tennis professional. Number one, arrive 15 minutes early. It always looks unprofessional when you're cruising on in there at the last minute trying to get out on the court, and then it just doesn't start the lesson as well. Number two, exaggerate alertness and expression, like we talked about in the episode about verbal communication. Very, very helpful. Number three, look professional. Follow the club's dress code. Don't just wear your cutoff t-shirt or whatever. Look different than the players out there. A collared shirt for us was always a good thing to wear. Number four, Make sure that the courts and equipment are prepared in advance. 
this allows you to start the lesson on a good note because now while players are warming up, you're not rushing around and getting things done. You can actually go around and talk to them and welcome them, and that's much more professional. Number five, listen to the head pro's instructions and objectives. So when the head pro is talking and he says, we're going to focus on this, don't just go off on your own tangent. Stay focused on what the head pro is looking for so it's consistent, especially if it's a multi-court lesson. Number six, stay on the court during the whole lesson. It's very easy when it's ball pickup time, you go and make that quick phone call, you might go grab something out of your office, but it looks more professional when you're on court, plus that gives you a chance to communicate with the players on the court a little bit more. And number seven, don't leave the court until the balls are picked up. So make sure you help pick up balls. And again, this just shows that you care about what's going on. It might make it a little bit easier because one of the number one things I remember on a Gallup poll of why people play, the one thing they didn't like was balls behind the curtain. So making sure those balls are picked up, the members will really appreciate it. So those are some of the simple do's and they're very basic. But again, those are things that you should not really have to question a whole lot. But let's look at some of the don'ts. All right, number one, don't show up late. Make sure, like we said, you're there early enough so you can get the lesson started well. Number two, and this is a toughie, especially early in the morning or at the end of the day or after a big spaghetti and meatball lunch, don't yawn. All right, yawning just shows disinterest. Even if you are interested and you yawn, and this is a hard one, it just doesn't show engagement. If you have to yawn, turn around, run behind the curtain or something, but try not to yawn in front of everybody. Number three, do not lead against the net post or the curtain, just like my friend did at that club when I went to visit him. Okay, again, it just doesn't make you look as alert. When you're leaning against the card or leaning against the curtain or the post, it just makes you look like you're bored. Number four, don't talk or bounce balls while the head pro is talking. That's very distracting to the head pros giving instructions, and it's very distracting for the people taking lessons. They wanna be able to listen to what the head pro is saying, and you should be too, because you've gotta follow along with that, like we said in some of the do's. Number six. Is that right? Or number five, actually. Don't talk about work-related problems with students. And this is the big one because it can be easy, especially if you start having a relationship with students. And that goes for on the court and even when you're out with somebody off the court. It just makes you look bad. And as a general rule, what I've always said is make sure you praise in public and criticize in private. So if you're going to criticize somebody, you know, do it to their face in private. Don't do it behind their back for sure. And if you're going to praise somebody, do it in front of everybody. Like, hey, coach, man, you're awesome, man. I love these drills. You're the best. It makes everybody happy and have fun and more engaging and makes your head pro feel good. And the last one is don't leave the court during ball pickup. Once again, we want to make sure all the balls are up in the court. A lot of times you have to remind everybody, okay, let's get all the balls up, even behind the curtain, one sprint for every second you're over or whatever, but just make sure all the balls are up. Now we're going to go over some drill administration tips. Number one, get their attention. Okay. Be loud, enthusiastic, exaggerate expression and demand attention. Keep them moving. Students should not be standing in one spot for too long. Most important to a parent watching a lesson. They don't want to see their kids standing around. It's actually more fun for the students, and it's actually more fun if I'm the director to watch you teaching a lesson with the students moving. All right, now when you're setting up the drill, number one, explain the drill and the objective of the drill. Instead of just going, okay, we're going to do this drill. Everybody get in line. Explain the drill and why you're doing it demonstrate the drill so people could see it. And then if you have to, split students up by ability if needed so they're working with the same levels just to make it easier on everybody. Lastly, in the drill administration tips, number one, pay attention to safety. Two, pay attention to drill speed. And number three, once again, 
exaggerate loudness and expression. So there's a there's a lot of things that overlap there and you can see where that's pretty important. And lastly, voluntary activities for the tennis professionals. This is a kind of a long list today, but these are activities that maybe are done by anybody that will enhance your program. They're the catalyst that will move the program from an average one to one that excels. These are those freebies. They, they reflect your interest in the program and the students. And they're basically the extras like we talked about in episode one. So these might include Number one, hitting with students during your free time, even five to 10 minutes will have an impact on the student and their parents. So if you see a student just out there standing around waiting for someone to come out of the court, go out and hit with them. All right, number two, helping a student select a tennis camp. And it's gonna be very important because tennis camps out there, there's tennis camps that are high performance camps or tennis camps that are much more social. There's tennis camps that even have specific sessions for the high school player and even doubles players, I've seen them. So helping them select the right camp would really mean a lot to the student, I'm sure the parent. All right, number three is taking students to tournaments. Students love it when you're taking them to tournaments or at least showing up and watching them play in a tournament. Number four is organizing a tournament or a fun day for your students. So they don't have to just go practice on their own. And then the last one is watching students play out of class, just like we said in the tournament, or even when they're at the club. And if you're on the rail and your students are practicing, trust me, I remember when my coach would watch over the rail, that meant a lot to me. And this is big when you wanna make that first impression like we discussed in episode 11. All right, so bottom line is looking professional, acting professional, and even doing some of those extras will definitely set you apart from even those pros who you think are better than you. Remember. You're in the people business. Well, that wraps it up for episode 19 of the PTM podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, your actions speak louder than words and presenting yourself professionally will go a long way with the members and even the staff. Well, are you interested in a career in tennis or know someone who is? Or maybe you want to start a PTM program in your own area. Either way, go to ptmprograms.com and RSU will get you started. And don't forget, there's a huge need for quality coaches and RSU wants to meet you right where you're at and help you reach your destination in the racket sports industry. And as always, if you know someone who may benefit from the podcast, please share it with them and thank you in advance for your support. Well, I'm Coach Mick and I want to thank you for listening and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode of the PTM Podcast.